Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. And, um, oh my gosh, when I'm in Maine, I can't do anything but be in Maine. My my mom, my brother, my 14-year-old niece. By the way, does anyone, ha- like anybody watching or listening have a 14-year-old? Because my 14-year-old niece came up. This was the first time she wanted to bring a friend. She lives in Boston, you know, with her mom during the week. These two were such great girls, except for at night, these two fuckers would stay up all night long. Like 1.45 in the morning, I'd be up cursing out two 14-year-olds. Does that happen? Then they would go, don't curse at us. I'm like, well, what is it going to take for you two to go to bed? I mean, I can't even, like, I, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of this. You know, of course, I've been working mornings. Like, you guys know my my past history of radio. So starting from, like, the age of 25, I get up at 3.30 in the morning. So my days of seeing 1.45 a.m. were very limited to maybe, like, a few college years, okay? How can these 14-year-olds, they go to bed at 1.45. They wake up now because they have Zoom school. They wake up 20 minutes before Zoom school, and then they log on. And, and they're up all night, Like, I lost it on them. Anyhow, um, welcome, April Banks. Welcome, everybody watching live. You know I'm live right now, The Sarah Fraser Show, on Twitter, on Twitch, on my YouTube, and on Facebook. You can always search The Sarah Fraser Show. If you want to jump in the comments, so much to talk about on pop culture. Um, You guys, I am distraught 
first of all, I'll have a whole nother suburb story for you. <laughs> two, two, two pictures you don't want to miss. Two very bizarre things happened to me in the suburbs over the weekend. I'll tell you about those. Also, you guys, I am so disturbed about Jerry Harris from Cheer. There's new allegations out about him. There's a new report of if he is going to be able to at least be able to post bail and get out or if he's to stay in jail. You all, Jerry Harris from Cheer. I mean, he was like America's cheerleader. This guy was preying on young boys. I can't even, I, I, I don't even want to accept it. I don't want to accept it. And here's the thing. And I know I'm going to get so much shit for this because people get so mad. I semi, like I could sort of believe the Michael Jackson allegations that he may have molested kids. I know I said it. And you guys can all, everybody can lose their mind. And I love MJ, all right? But the fact that Michael Jackson would call a 12-year-old boy and leave on his voice message, you know, hi, Applehead, it's Bobblehead. When are we going to hang out in Neverland? I mean, that was a problem. Like I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to believe this. I really don't want to believe this. But Michael, I'm beginning to believe this. You know what I'm saying? Jerry fucking Harris from Cheer. This guy, I mean, he was America's comeback story. His mom passes away. I, these new allegations, I'm just shooketh. We will discuss. I have to get to that. Also, call her daddy podcast. If you're watching live, can you comment right now? Do you listen to this podcast? Call her daddy is like a very sex, um, it's a young podcast. Used to have the Alex and Sophia are the hosts. It's a barstool sports. If you're into barstool sports, you you definitely know the podcast. Anyway, there was a big breakup between the two hosts, Alex and Sophia. Tons of drama. I'm addicted to the drama. And Sophia has now launched her own podcast over the weekend that dropped a couple of episodes in the past week. And I want to know if you are Team Sophia, if you're Team Alex, or do you even give a fuck about this podcast? Because I have lots of thoughts. And some listeners are going to join us to share what they think. Because I, I love the tea. It reminds me of when I left the Kane show. Like, there was so much tea. Now, at the time, I thought, oh, I'm going to take the high road. And I'm not going to dish all the dirt. Why did I do that? You know, I should have launched. I don't even know that podcasts were around. Because I left in 2013. I guess they were maybe just starting. Joe Rogan and, like, you know, NPR. someone in NPR's basement had a podcast back then. You know what I'm saying? I should have gone all out. Like, why didn't I do a whole, like, I should have really let loose. Anyway, I didn't, and I'm regretting it. (laughs) So I want to know if you you listen to that podcast or if you don't give two fucks. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be curious. Leave it in the comments. I have that to talk about. Matthew McConaughey has revealed how his father died. It's the way we all want to die. I'm going to be honest. Also, Dolly Parton has a new documentary out. I watched it. I'll give you my full review. That's all coming up. Let me thank our sponsors, and then I'll get into the latest shenanigans that I've had out here living in the suburbs. So you all know the best way to support this podcast is to frequent my sponsors. If you are dealing with fibroids, or if you think that you might have a fibroid, how about a free consultation from top doctor William Neem and Horizon Fibroids in Maryland? Doesn't matter if you're in D.C., doesn't matter if you're in Virginia, you can go for a free consultation. Dr. Will is giving only five away, so there's only four left. We've had one patient already go. If you're interested, you can email thesarahfrasershow at gmail.com. My producer, Alyssa, will put the email in the comments. Horizonfibroids.com, you can make an appointment. By the way, they take all insurance. 
Fibroids are terrible and they can strike women at any time. 80% of us will have a fibroid by the age of 50 and some will need surgical surgery and intervention, but you might not know all of your options. That's why you need to go see Dr. Will at Horizon Fibroids. Of course, we all love our OBGYNs, but again, lots of times they often recommend a DNC to get rid of them and then your fibroids come back. Hell no. Uterine fibroid embolization is a non-surgical procedure that Dr. Will is an expert in. Very minimal downtime, and it will get rid of your fibroids. You want to go see him, and if you want a free consultation, boom, you can get that because he's giving away four more. So just email, and Alyssa, our producer, dropped it right in the comments. Also, you guys, you know, today... It's a difficult time for everybody during the pandemic. All of us are worried about our finances and worried about money. So you're probably thinking, is this a good time to start saving? Is this a good time to start buying stocks and investing in my future? Yeah, it is. Okay. JP2 Management with our guy, Joe Passetto, is where you need to be. I've teamed up with Joe, who is unbelievable as a financial advisor. He was with Wells Fargo in their finance department and investment department for over 15 years and then started his own firm. He's completely certified, qualified, and he's also offered free consultations. Whether you have $500, $500,000, Joe is your guy. JP2management.com. Also, if you want a direct introduction, Joe and I are going to actually give away some free Patreon memberships. So $5 a month, he's going to pay for your entire Patreon membership if you want a consultation with Joe Passetto and JP2 Management. So definitely check that out. And actually, we have to talk finance too because Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther actor, died without a will. And, and here's the thing. And so I was going to go in on this story. And then I thought to myself, fuck, I don't have a will. I mean, I, I got to get myself a will before I criticize him. But can you imagine? And apparently his wife is going to go through probate court. I am hearing there were some trusts though set up for the parents, but the wife has to go through probate court for at least a million dollars in assets. What a nightmare. And he had, he, even though of course, I think he battled for four years with his diagnosis, four years to come up with a will and never did it. Um, and I was reading the story about it and it said that only a third of all Americans have a will. Well, and I mean, what can I say? I'm one of the, I'm one of the two thirds that doesn't have a will, but uh, you need one. It's a nightmare for your relatives if you die without a will. Now, he had to be worth more than 900000 I mean, he had to have made $10 million off Black Panther, which must be in trust for his parents, Right. I mean, is anyone listening or watching from Hollywood right now? Are you his next door neighbor? Can you give me the details? Uh, I mean, he had to. Anyway, look, this was a good reminder that we all need to get a will. Shit. I mean, what am I going to distribute here? One Louis Vuitton handbag. You know, I mean, a couple of pairs of Cole Haan shoes. You know, I mean, a few pieces of jewelry that might be worth over $300. Like my engagement ring, you could probably sell for five grand. That's like, eh, you know? Anyway, I got to designate those to somebody. All right, I want to get into the comments, and then you guys know I moved from Arlington, Virginia, which is essentially like the metropolitan city of D.C., out here to Leesburg, Virginia, in the country. I'm living out in Leesburg through the pandemic, and oi. I mean, the people, why didn't I move out here ages ago, you guys? When I lived in Arlington, it was bro central. Everybody looked the same. Every guy, you walked out, every guy had a set of like some sort of very tight, tight jeans. I mean, the, they were ball crushers. I mean, these guys, they're, I don't even know how they got their nut sacks in these jeans. The jeans were so tight to their ankles, right? They had a hat backwards. They had some sort of muscle tee, and they all worked out, all right? 
everyone looked the same in Arlington. I come out here to Virginia. The characters, you guys, I, I can't even make it up. I just found out this guy lives in my neighborhood. I'm going to show you the picture. And then we went out to dinner on Saturday night out here in downtown Leesburg. Wait till I tell you what a guy was walking on a fucking leash. It blows my mind. All right. Ryan Burns is on. Hi, all. Is anyone else having issues with the sound uh, going in and out? Is the sound going in and out this morning? Oh, God, Ryan, please hit refresh. Lord, I pray it's your computer and not mine. Uh, Stephanie Paula writes, most of his fortune is in a trust. This is regarding Chadwick Boseman. He was worth around $12 million, which are in separate trusts. Okay, Stephanie, I had heard that too. And a couple of them go to his parents and then his wife is just getting the remit. I mean, she's probably got a trust too. And then also fighting for the $900,000 million in assets. Julie Gale is on. My grandfather had a will, but it wasn't updated. So while he left everything to my mom and grandmother, they died before he did. It was such a mess. Julie, this is what I hear from so many people. And I, do you guys believe this? I had forgot, but when I was reading the Chadwick Boseman story, Prince never had a will. Prince worth like $200 million, no will. And people are still fighting that out. Same with Aretha Franklin. She had three wills that she like sketched on a piece of paper, but no one could read her handwriting. Aretha, okay, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, like who gets the rights? Is it me? Is it a cousin? I mean, uh, can you imagine? Anyway, y'all, we got to get our wills together here. Ever since on, didn't you sign an NDA regarding the Kane show? Yeah, basically, I couldn't dish all the dirt like Sophia with an F from Call Her Daddy. It is true. Yeah. Uh, Key says, uh, don't know who they are, and I don't care about Call Her Daddy. April says, I give zero fucks as well. <laughs> I know. I kind of think, hi, Christo. I kind of feel like you guys probably don't care that much about Call Her Daddy. So I'll make it brief. One of our listeners is going to join, and then we'll talk about it. I, I just love people's drama and... I'm going to be honest, I'm sort of team Sophia with an F because it's sort of, it reminds me of what we went through at Hot 99.5. And, you know, it's hard because when somebody has the bigger platform, Barstool, Caller Daddy, Alex, like they get to control the narrative for the most part. So they kind of, long before you get your story out, they've already painted like, oh, you're crazy. Or in Sophia's case, she's a lazy bum. So anyway. Uh, Stephanie is saying, honey, Aretha carried her money with her on stage in her pocketbook. It is so true. Actually, I know a woman that used to work at Wolf Trap that booked talent and Aretha Franklin, anytime Aretha would play Wolf Trap, you had to pay her in cash and she would have all these pockets like sewed into her dress. She would stuff the cash in there and then hit the uh, stage and sing R-S-P-E-C-T. Isn't that amazing? I can't wait to the point where I'm like fucking pay me in cash. That's it. That sounds good to me. So I was telling you, you know, I've moved out here to the suburbs. Okay, I'm walking around this weekend. (laughs) You guys, the shit that goes on out here, like the people are epic. So first of all, Alyssa, producer Alyssa, you have to bring this up. We're out to dinner on Saturday night. We've got a guy walking a goddamn cat in downtown Leesburg. He's walking him into the parking garage. What is this? Who walks their cat? Look at this damn fat cat. This thing was on a leash. Look at this guy in his flannel. Look at this cat. This cat looks so large. This thing is out. He found a harness big enough for this thing. I guess he did because this is like a small dog or pony. He's walking this into the fucking parking garage. You guys, only out in the suburbs. You wouldn't see this shit in Arlington? Uh Uh-uh. Somebody might be walking their six-pack of White Claw, but they ain't walking a cat. Look at this. I died. I said, Schman, give me, I, I have to get this on. T- I, I've got to get out 
you know, I've got to take pictures. I couldn't even get, collect myself enough to take video. Are you kidding? I mean, oh my God. Why didn't he just leave the cat at home? Aviva wants to know. Great question. I'm assuming the cat needs some sort of exercise and this fat cat probably like runs away or something. Puts it on a leash, walking it in downtown Old Town Leesburg. Okay, where there's all these restaurants and everything and he's got his cat out for a leash. I see this. I mean, honest to God, if it wasn't COVID, I would have chased this guy down and been like, sir, get, who is this? I mean, you know, uh, tell us about whiskers and why he's on a leash. I loved it. Then I'm going for a power walk. You know, I'm power walking in my neighborhood everywhere, which is awesome because everybody makes eye contact and wants to speak to you. I love that. That's a big change from when you were, live in DC or Arlington. Nobody wants to speak to you. Everyone's running and everyone has just a bulldog. That is like the official dog of Arlington, right? So you never even see a cat in Arlington. It's always a bulldog. So I walk out, I'm power walking through the neighborhood. A guy drives by and then pulls into a parking lot. He has this old school police car with a hound dog hanging out the side with an old school police like light on the top. What? Okay, I don't even what? <laughs> okay, you can get one old car. You don't want an old Cadillac. Instead, you restore an old paddy wagon and then you get the hound dog to match it. You all, I'm deceased. I don't even know what to do with these people. He pulls in. This is our neighborhood. He pulls right up. He's living there. The hound dog jumps out of this clown car where I guess they used to put people in the back. 1940s police car. This is my neighborhood. <laughs> like, what are we? I hope we're going to like some sort of school, right? To cheer him up. That's why we have this vehicle. Are we in some sort of parade? Sir, why do you have this car? With a hound dog hanging out the back. Like, are we doing police investigations? I doubt it. But probably in the suburbs, that could be happening. Melissa is LOLing. April Banks says, wait until you see the fucking deers in pure daylight. Uh, April, they're everywhere. I, I go out my backyard and these deer are like completely not afraid of humans. It's like they'd come up to you and eat out of your hand like a domesticated thing. I'm like, I don't want these ticks all over me from this goddamn deer. It's crazy. <sighs> Um, Paul says, what a cool car. Paul, is it? I mean, what do you do with this thing? Aside from like going to visit sick kids. I mean, why do you have this? I don't even know. It's an old school Loudon police like paddy wagon. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. And the hound dog to match. The old school hound dog. Anyway, welcome back to the suburbs. And you know, Maine is filled with characters. Maine is filled with bizarre people. But here in the suburbs, in the affluent suburbs, it's like a whole nother level of interesting to me. I, I just, every day that I go out, it's something new. And like I said, I used to live in a building where we were the oldest people. Everyone was 24. I drove a BMW. Here, I have like five handicap spots out front. And like everyone's got a van that opens up with a wheelchair ramp. I mean, I'm like, how have I gone from being the oldest person in the building to the youngest, most mobile? Welcome to the suburbs. Anyway, um... So we are going to have Stephanie's going to join the, the show because she's going to talk about call her daddy. So she'll she'll probably jump in here. I want to hit some other pop culture stories before we get to that. So, um, OK, Alyssa, you've got to bring this up. Now, you guys know I had a past history in true crime, right? I did a, a very popular true crime podcast called The Mansion Murders for Fox 5. 
I didn't really enjoy doing it because the family really did not want investigating. We did it anyway. The story was super sad. You know, there was very a, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of rumors. And I was very proud of the investigative work because we really dispelled a lot of the rumors that had been out there for years. So anyway, I have this love-hate relationship with true crime. I used to be addicted to true crime. Now, have you all been following this story of a mom in California? She's 39 years old, and she has a daughter who's like, I think, 20 years old or 19, right? She had her when she was like 19 or 20. She was missing for 12 days in Zion National Park, and she was found over the weekend. Y'all, putting on my investigative hat again, something doesn't add up here, okay? I feel so bad for the daughter. The daughter has been... No, don't they look like sisters? The mom is to my left, so probably to your right if you're watching. Okay, this is the mom, right? Missing for 12 days. Now, I find some aspects of this very, very odd, all right? First of all, no one can survive for 12 days out in the desert, night and day, without preparing to go, right? Or you get lost, you have a leg broken. So apparently, somebody in the park had spotted her. And instead of approaching her and going, excuse me, excuse me, um, are you the missing person or whatever? They hike all the way back and call a park ranger. What? If there was a woman, and this has been national news, that was missing, I'd run up to her. I'd be like, Hello, oh my God, oh my God, I, I think I found you. I mean, are you okay? Do you need water? You've been out here for 12 days. Are your legs still intact? Like, what's going on? No, they hike all the way back. They find a park ranger. They're like, hey, you know what? By the way, I think I found the missing mom. She's like two miles in there on the left. What? I don't know. I, something, I, you know, the daughter has seemed so sweet. And the daughter, I, I saw an article on Saturday and, you know, I think it's just your mind, right? I immediately went to negative. The mom was like, the, the daughter was, was saying, we only have a couple days left. It's critical. You know, I think my mom is an experienced hiker. She's probably in there with some sort of like, you know, water or whatever, but it's critical. And then a day later, they find her. But I'm reading that article. I'm thinking they're not going to find her. She's she's fallen in a ravine. You know, she's been bit by a rattlesnake. Who knows, right? The next day, she appears. I I want to know so much more about this. If you are relatives with these people, <laughs> would you come on my show? What is going on here? I think she was trying to escape from life, which I totally get. But the poor daughter. And anyway, look, I might be I might be talking total shit out of my ass. So. Maybe, you know, something really happened. But anyhow, miraculously, a day later found 12 days. And why? Okay, April, thank you. Why is she hiking? Is she not accustomed to the weather? Here, I'm going to say this. Why do people go hiking by themselves? This happens in Maine, too. People go hiking by themselves. They show up dead. They show up missing. Well, I wouldn't go. I barely go to the grocery store by myself. I text like 18 people, hey, going to Wegmans. If I'm not back in 45 SOS. I mean, how do these people go out in the wilderness solo? Are you kidding? I wouldn't even hit the Appalachian Trail, which is like three miles from my house solo. I hardly want to go on this damn Capitol Bike Trail or whatever that's like over here. And that's like loaded with people. You can't you can't even walk three steps without a biker almost running into you. The mom has crazy eyes, Paul says. Paul, I mean, I something is up there. I want to know the whole story. I want to get in touch with a reporter that 
works in somewhere in Zion National Park near Utah and find out what the rumor on the street is with that story. All right, let's get Stephanie on. Stephanie is a listener and she's also got an awesome podcast called Mocha Minutes that you need to download, you need to subscribe to. She has been following the Call Her Daddy drama and I want to get her on to see if she's team Sophia because Sophia with an F is the new podcast. So Sophia and Alex had a breakup. Alex stayed with Barstool Sports, got a big promotion. And, And the reason that I care about this is because so few women dominate the top 10 slots of iTunes, right? And I want to see the day where every single one through 10, because it's all Joe Rogan, really. It's like Joe Rogan, NPR too. Like I'm trying to think of what the NPR one that's always trending. There's always like a, actually, I will say this, the crime junkies women, they trend a lot. But there's so few women that trend in the top 10 on iTunes. So I always love to see women win. And I love to see women on, um, you know, on those iTunes. So that's why I like to follow the caller daddy. Okay, Stephanie, you're on. Tell hey. me, I, I <laughs> want to know all your thoughts about this call her daddy drama. Are you team Sophia or are you team Alex? And did you listen to Sophia with an F and will you continue to? So first of all, good morning. Second of all, I'm team Sophia on this. There's something about Alex that really bothers me. It's like, I don't, know what it is but also Sophia's annoying they're both annoying so I'm like but I'm kind of team Sophia on this because Alex's thing was oh well I did the editing I did I was production and I was like that doesn't mean you are more valuable because apparently you both are co-hosts so that's so weird but then when Sophia said yeah and somebody else wrote your jokes I'm like oh oh I love mess Oh, I'm a recondo. I love mess. Me too. I love the mess. <laughs> I'm with you, by the way. Was okay. Sophia with an F. I'll tell you. I, I real. I was addicted to the first couple of episodes. I liked mm-hmm. the, the Milf Hunter guy. If anyone knows mm-hmm. Milf Hunter's identity, I want to know who he is. Um, <laughs> the hardest part was the vocal fry. I mean, I, all I can do to get through the vocal fry was Sophia with an F. Like, it's just so bad for me. But I'm it's with you. So weird. Her setup is so weird. This picture is so weird to me. It's like, what kind of? Are you in her closet on the floor? I wrote on girl. her Instagram. I said, "That's what I said." I said, "Girl, let me set you up with a podcast studio. It ain't that hard. Like, we can find a room in your mom's place." And you have the money to do so. I- that's the part that's really killing me. I'm like, <laughs> girl, you said on your whole show with your whole face, we did four episodes, and bam, we got signed to a lucrative contract. I'm like. <sighs> Oh what the God. hell? Four four whole episodes? I know. About y'all talking about Gawk Gawk? Really? That's <laughs> really? Oh, how interesting. I'm with you. I want to get her, I want to get her a decent soundboard and just a desk or something. I mean, I think I feel like she's got the money. I'm with you, and here's why. I do find Sophia to be very sincere. And I think what the saddest part is, and this happens a lot in show business, it happens a lot mm-hmm. in business. I hate when people they, they'll just dispose of you so quickly. And yeah. She really did help build that brand. They were stronger together. And Mm -hmm. I'm with you. There's something about her that I I like and I'm rooting for. And I I like Alex, too. I think, you know, it's obviously it struck a chord. You know, it's one of the top female podcasts and one of the top podcasts in the country. Mm -hmm. So she's Mm -hmm. doing something right. But I do. I liked it. I found her sincere. And I I just I want to build our podcast studio and work on the vocal fry. And I think she's got it. (laughs) 
You're like, I want to help you. I'm like, ma'am, if you, it was like, you're, you got millions of dollars. You have sponsors, you have tons of subscribers. Like, I mean, it shot up the charts with her just doing this. It's yeah. like, girl, you're not hurting. Go find a podcast village in your city. <laughs> They must have a podcast village. I mean, somewhere. You're in whole Utah. You got all this space. It's like, I got to sit in this little closet like I'm Cinderella. Girl, no, you don't. Do you think, okay, Stephanie, do you think Sophia with an F, this podcast lasts a year or two years? Because a lot of people are saying she's capitalizing, of course, on the drama because we all want to hear that. Do you think it has longevity? The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. 
Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. No, but... (laughs) I don't. I feel like uh, unless she goes a different route and just she wants to bring in people for the drama, but keep them around for something else. Unless she stays here. It's like, oh, yeah, in three years. And yeah. And I remember this one time Alex texted me. I'm like, girl, you ain't talked to her in how long? I did. Like, girl. I was nervous for her at one point in the podcast. She goes, and what is this podcast about? I don't like, know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sound so pretentious. Oh my God. Oh God, listen to me. How do I sound? I'm like, is this how you talk all the time? Is this, is this all the time? You and, because Alex kind of drove me nuts with that too. Oh my God, guys. Like, uh, I sound so, uh, I sound so mean right now. Oh my God, guys. I sound I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just be mean and own it. I mean, it was like this one. Alex's thing was like that man got in her ear and broke us up, and it's like Sophia didn't even mention her boyfriend if they're even together now. I'm like, okay, I want Suit Man on though. I do want Suit Man. Like, wait a minute, why is Suit Man not coming up? Because y'all kept and then adding Dave Portnoy, which good the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what? I I just can't with this Barstool. It's like. <sighs> Girl, I was you almost had I sound like Robin. You almost had me until you said Dave Portnoy. See, you almost had me. And I'm like, oh, you almost had me. Uh-huh, so close, so close. Yeah. Mm. I love you. Okay. Well, very funny, Stephanie, today. You're hilarious. <laughs> Where can people find you, by the way? Where can people find your podcast? You're hysterical. Not out in Utah with Sophia, because I refuse to be in that closet. I, I won't be there. I won't be there. I'm <laughs> studio Seriously, setup. Don't be, I'm not going to be there because, ill. it looks like your, also, your closet is dirty. So why are you showing us a dirty closet with some random dude with his face cup? I think that's what I started rooting for. I thought, God, you've made hundreds of thousands of dollars and you look like this. This seems like relatable to me. That's what my closet looks like. Like you okay. are actually organizing, organizing. There are actually companies that pay. Look at this. Ridiculous. Why is it like this? I am, <laughs> I am disgusted. It's like, girl, you can afford to get a organizing committee to organize your closet. Like, I got to look uh, grassroots. Bitch, you not grassroots. <laughs> I loved it. It's I like, loved it. What? Grassroots <laughs> what? You have all- leftover bar stool money. Girl, get out of my face. Uh, you're not guerrilla warfare. What is this? <laughs> you are. Okay. You're... Oh, my God. You're cracking me up. Moments <laughs> podcast. We can find it on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere, right? Everywhere. Spotify, you're Apple awesome. Podcasts, TuneIn, CastBox, Stitcher, everywhere except SoundCloud, because SoundCloud is for music. It's not really for podcasts. Um, I agree. Yeah. I'm going to ditch myself up there, too. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. I love SoundCloud you. SoundCloud is not. Yeah. Love you too. Thank you for we'll have you on again. Yes, always. Hysterical. Please come back. Not to talk about Sophia, because like I can't, guys. I know I'm a woman and I'm talking about business. Girl, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? It's like, 
I love your review. It's spot on. I was I was totally with her until then when she tried to ask herself what the podcast was going to be about. She didn't have one thought. I was like, oh, sis, we're I was in like, trouble. Y'all did the same thing. Alex was like, oh, my God, who, who should I have on? I mean, guys, what should this podcast be about? Hasn't this been, podcast been about sucking dick? Suck some dick. I mean, I don't know. Do something. Start sucking some dick. That's all you got to do. <laughs> like, review dick pics and tell them like, hey, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, white dicks can be ashy, so make sure your hands are moisturized and that dick is moisturized before you put it in the picture because I will talk about you. I know. It's Cocktober. Speaking of that, I've got to do that. Actually, I'll have you back on because I'm getting a lot of dick pics of men that want their cocks reviewed. So, yeah. and it I hope is, their nails are clean because I'd be like, mm-mm, girl. They're not run. all clean. <laughs> Ew! It's like, oh, God. Like, dirty nails? He might got swamp dick. Girl, run. He's got a little pecker and dirty nails. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst combination. Oh, my God. All right, honey. I love you. Ron's on next. Bye, right. y'all. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, gorgeous. All right. Ron is up next. I want Ron on because uh, the other story is, you know, that I that I want a little. Ron! Hi, gorgeous. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? So good. How are you? I am no complaints. You are radio professional. I love this. <laughs> Actually, I feel like you're the first male um, to join. This is good because we haven't had a lot of testosterone back on this show in a while. So this is great. I'm liking you already, Ron. I like this. I didn't energy. bring much testosterone with me, so I'm already sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here drinking tea next to my mirror in my loft. Get out of here. I, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, talk to me. I love this Matthew McConaughey story. So Matthew McConaughey is coming out with a memoir at 50 years old. I'm going to argue one of the greatest actors, don't you think, like of our generation? I mean, pretty amazing. Dallas Buyers Club. I mean, the guy is pretty... He's a solid, solid actor. Solid Solid actor. So he confesses, though, that his father, when his father died, his dad actually died from a heart attack while having sex with his mom. Do you believe this story? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I think, I think one, it sounds too Matthew McConaughey E to be a real story. It sounds like something that you would expect Matthew McConaughey to say in whatever Matthew McConaughey laboratory, which they build Matthew McConaughey's like, that's the type of story that you expect to be attached to a man who looks like Matthew McConaughey. And you could, ex- you could just hear him saying it in his accent too. Like my father had sex, died having sex with my mom had a heart attack. Can you believe that? Like I can, totally. I can hear him saying that chewing on those words. All right. All right. All right. You know, it's exactly. just like, it's like no, okay. Okay. Now I thought it was, he says he's going to reveal that he did grow up in a semi-violent household, which I was a little surprised at that. He says, I didn't realize this. His parents married and divorced twi- three times. So they divorced twice. They married for a third time and then stayed together. That sounds like a hell of a lot of drama. Three yeah. It just times. See- it seems like they, they could have chosen other paths besides just going straight to divorce. Like, it seems like the most expensive option is to divorce and then get back together as opposed to like renting an apartment for, you know, a couple of years or whatever. I don't know. I, I know. Right. So I'm, I'm actually curious to read his book. I hope that it's very revealing about Hollywood. And, you know, because obviously we know the marijuana incident when he got naked and super high and then banged on some drums. Right. But like, I'm, yeah. I want to know the rest of the stories. He used to be very good friends with Lance Armstrong. And then, of course, Lance, you know, like downfall with cheating. I want to know all the good scoop. I'm hoping he reveals that. 
Do you think that's why they stopped being friends? Like she's like, yo, man, I can't mess with you, man. You totally. out here cheating? Yes, one hundred percent. I think I think because you know, and Lance used to be very good friends with former President George W. Bush. You never see them together. They never. Ooh, so I, that makes sense. I think once that happened with Lance, everybody with a reputation cut him off one hundred percent because that was such a huge. I mean, Lance like overcame cancer. We all gave to Live yeah. Strong. We're like, yeah. oh my god! And then come to find out, he cheated the entire time. Oh, I, yeah. I think they've never spoken since. Okay, so I don't want to like turn this into a Lance Armstrong discussion. Oh, I but... love it. Tell me yes, because I was going to ask you what <laughs> else, what else, like um, pop culture wise or whatever, is trending for you. Like, what else is on your mind? Well, so, but tell well, me, because now, now, now you've got me into a rabbit hole. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, we're in 2020, right? Right now, we're in a pandemic. Things are very weird. Yeah. Um, wouldn't this be a great time for Lance Armstrong to just like come storming back on the scene for no reason? Because like nobody cares anymore, right? I don't care. I don't care either. Do you care? Lance Nobody is one cares. of my dream interviews. No, wait a minute. Have you watched the documentary of him on ESPN? 30 for 30, yeah. Lance Armstrong? Yes. I yes. actually, he is such an asshole, but I loved it because you know yes. what? He's unapologetically a dick. He's like, you know what? I set out yes. to fucking be a champion. I didn't care. Yes. I don't care. Like yes. I was going to do it and fuck all of you. And then he gives the camera the middle yes. finger. I'm like, I want this attitude. Yeah. How do I get yes. this attitude? No, and I feel like he he took the position that I think Tiger Wood should have taken, which I, is just like Tiger, yes. just lean in. Like there's no coming back from this. Lean all the way in, grow a goatee, go for it, bro. Like what are we doing here? I know. And instead, he came out with this apologetic thing. He should have just been like, "Look, I'm the greatest athlete in the world. I, you know, I shouldn't have yeah. gotten married. I want a lot of pussy. Yes, I was out at Perkins <laughs> yes. hooking up with this stripper. Sorry, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't have done this to my kids. And what's her face is going to get a huge payout. But this is who I yeah. am. I agree yeah. with you. I agree. Yeah, it would have been all brand. I'm like, just stay on brand. But but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're in 2020. I'm like, if I'm Lance Armstrong, if I'm any of these guys, I'm like, come back now. Like if there's if you haven't, if you're doing something like that, because the things that we're canceling people for now are way more like egregious. Like we're canceling people for like me too and like racism. Like we're not canceling people for like cheating. Correct. Cheating. You're who right. Who cares about a little IPO or whatever he was injecting, yeah. you know? I yeah, mean man. that's true. You're right. I mean it, it is so true. Lance could make the biggest comeback of his life. Oh my god, I got to start a campaign. I would time. love to have him on. That documentary I thought was awesome cuz I thought it was oh, fantastic. totally admitting I'm an asshole and I don't care. Yeah. And I, I mean, watching it as it as you watched uh, that, that documentary unfold, it felt like you could see him becoming more and more comfortable with his persona and who he was because he sat down and he was like, all right, what, you, what we fit to talk about. And then just <laughs> as it goes on, it's just like, man, he's really comfortable with whatever this is. And I'm like, he must also know that it's like, hey, man, regardless whether I was doping or not to do it seven times in a row is pretty impressive. And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> and the guy, I love it. He holds grudges and he would openly yeah. say, I hate these fuckers. Like he would openly tell yeah. people on there, like, I hate them all. I'll never forgive them. It's like, wait a minute. Aren't yeah. you the one that screwed your whole postal team? But I thought yeah. it was great. He like, uh, you know, it's like how we all truly feel. He like was like, no, I fucking, I'll never speak to these people again. I hold grudges. I was yeah. like, okay, dude, you are yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I guess part of me is also like, again, because I just don't, I like sports, but because yeah, I just don't too. think sports are important. Like I'm like, you, if sports got thrown away tomorrow, like during the early in the pandemic when they weren't around, I was like, whatever, they'll be back. Who cares or not? I don't care. Right. Even though I like sports, but that being said, I'm like, 
it just feels like when we talk about cheating in sports, the way people talk about cheating in sports is the way people should be talking about cheating on their wives or cheating in relationships. Because right. like they'll be like, he has no integrity, and I'm like, man, it's a game. Do you all yell at? Did you yell at your cousin when he stole from the bank Monopoly like this? <laughs> Where you're like, he has no integrity. Oh my god! I'm like, that just feels like it feels like they just jump out the window, and I'm like, yes, punish them, take away their titles. But like then like move on. Who cares? I don't I don't care anymore. I know. That is so that is a really great point, Ronald. And anyway, we, we should have a whole doc talk because I also loved the Michael Jordan. I mean, that was so good. Cause I also yes. feel like Michael Jordan yes. basically was like, Yeah, fuck all of you. I'm the greatest. <laughs> yes. I, when I came to play, if you weren't there to play and I thought, how great, right? You can never go to a workplace now where your boss is like, if you all aren't fucking ready to give your A game, then get the fuck out. And Michael Jordan yes. was like that and didn't care. Did not care. I mean, but the when I found out this guy is making up stories in order to get like he know he's like, man, that dude stole my lunch. And he's like, no, he didn't. Mike. Yeah, yes, he did. And he drops 90 points on the guy. You know what I mean? Like, or like when he's talking about other people, he's like, nah, that dude is trash. He disrespected us. We'll never, I'll never talk to Isaiah Thomas again. I'm like, Jordan, you're in your late fifties. What's happening here? But yeah, you're right. It's like you, you buys into it so much. You're just like, all right, whatever. I mean, yeah, if this is Jordan, this is who he is. And poor Isaiah Thomas, you know, he's just looking to reconnect. <laughs> With an old basketball buddy. Meanwhile, Michael Jordan's like, fuck you, I'll take you to my grave. Like, I'll never. I loved it. I loved it. Okay, Ronald, you're a treat. You're coming back on the show. I love your energy. I love your energy and I love your knowledge of pop culture. Now, now, Ronald, tell me this. What else is trending for you? Is there a show you're watching? Is there a celebrity you're following? What else is like hot for you that you want to bring up? Man, it's it's really tough right now with all the energy of the world being sucked up by the election cuz it's like I, I like I want to think about other things but the election just keeps like coming to the forefront but um you know what I've been rewatching and I, this is a throwback it's not really trending but it's a throwback I've been rewatching the office uh and it's mostly because like I'm in one of those moods where I feel like a little less like myself so I'm like I need to watch something familiar to like kind of you know get myself back feel myself you know, just to not feel so depressed. Yes. And so I've been watching a lot of The Office again. Um, and in terms of anything new, the newest thing I watched was Cobra Kai recently, which I'm just like, mm, what it good? great, great. You know, if you like Karate Kid and you don't watch Cobra Kai, there's something wrong with you. Because this, this is probably the best reboot sequel I've ever seen in my life. In terms of like, in terms of execution, in terms of how they executed the best I've ever seen in my life. Okay, I got to ask 100%. my husband about this because he like loves that. He is all about oh, you, that. Did you like uh, Did you like Karate Kid? I don't even remember watching it. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> well, the, the good thing about it, the good thing about it is they anticipated that you didn't remember watching it, so they put scenes from the movie that are pertinent in the show. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank God, Ronald, because I couldn't even. I don't even know. Now, Ronald, what has you worried about the election? Are you Are you worried that like just we'll head into civil war? Uh, you know, I'm just going in a total different direction here, but I love getting people's because you know we can't see each other really in person. You know, so yeah. what has you having anxiety and getting you down so <laughs> the whole thing the whole thing <laughs> so the thing that had me down about the election right now is is feeling like that we're just we're voting for two old white men again um that's part of it and the outcome obviously there's one candidate that i think is better than the other sure um and i don't like where politics are right now i hate where politics are right now i think all of us do and i hate where they've they've come not since 2016 but since 2008 there's been this gradual shift starting with the tea party and birtherism into this place that we are right now right so when i think about the anxieties i have i think about the anxieties of thinking things like the states are going to count votes put them out there and it's possible that somebody's just going to be like nope you guys cheated we don't count these votes somebody's just going to say that 
And that's going to be enough for a bunch of people to just call this election illegitimate, even though we know now that the 2016 election was illegitimate. So when I talk about anxiety, I talk about getting out the vote. We'll probably have the biggest voting uh, turnout that we've ever had yeah. this year. But then going out and being able to being able to even think that those vo votes might not count like that's that's frustrated me. And then I still I'm not excited to go vote for either one of these candidates. I know. So I got to go in there. I just I would have loved to. I mean, when Kamala got on the ticket, I was a little more excited, even though I'm not a huge Kamala fan. But there was something historic about seeing her like walk around and be herself that felt good. Yes. But other than that, I'm, I'm not excited about my choices and I'm not excited about what comes next. Like what what comes next? You know, OK, this is a really big question that can't really be answered in like two minutes. But what do you think <laughs> is the solution? Because I feel like people your age, my age, younger we always say this, are like the future. But it, it seems so overwhelming to shift this because these parties are, there's so much to it, right? They take huge pack money. Uh, they all kind of vote party line. They don't really go against anybody anymore. They won't cross the aisle, work with Republicans or Democrats. What do you think is the answer that you're hearing? Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any one simple answer. I think... Uh, we, we have to understand that no matter who wins the election in, in November, that is when the work for us all has to begin. We have to keep the attention on issues of inequity, keep the attention on issue, basically on inequity, on equity in every level, whether it comes to race, whether it comes to pay, whether it comes to uh, a gender, creed, religion, right. whatever. Women's right keep, to choose yes, all those things. Yeah. Everything. Yes. And then we have to focus and say it is inequity that got us this far. I won't give you my big capitalism speech, but are <laughs> it's you, like, it's, wait, are you pro capitalism <laughs> or not? Because, see, I don't I go back and forth, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, so you I'm know. I'm I'm I I'm anti-capitalist in to a fault to a point. Okay. Because I feel like you can watch, like for instance, I'll put it like this. When um when the when the protests and stuff were happening in the summer, yeah, and they burned down an auto zone or they burned down a target, they looted a target. I was like, go for it. Those are big corporations. I don't care. Go get them. You know what I mean? Right. The smaller businesses bothered me a little bit more, but I still understood what's going on. So and I'm saying that to say when it comes to big corporations doing just disgusting things to humans when it comes to what amazon is doing when it comes to what like uh what like what target is doing what, what all these big apple facebook all these guys are doing i'm like y'all are too big and y'all got too yeah. much control and i feel like that's capitalism gone way wrong well whereas the like yeah go ahead no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it, they're basically becoming monopolies, right? Which, of course, yes. is, is yes. what happened years ago when you had Carnegie and you had Rockefeller kind of controlling all the, um, yeah. you know, railroads and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So they need to be broken up. And right now, you know, the, the Trump administration is obviously pro-capitalist. They're not going to do that, you know, no. um, even though President Trump hates, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, but that's where we're headed, right? And once you have a yeah. monopoly, then they can say no unions, you know, they can yeah. say, you know, they they can make the choice of paying us very little um, and yeah. controlling, you know, what you're going to get for your health care, all those things. So we are yeah. in this. It, it is it's it, there's a lot. Right. There's like many layers to it. Ronald, I mean, you're a yeah. treat. We're having you back yeah. on. By the way, everybody's like loving you. You're you're oh, awesome. awesome. I love it. I'm so glad you popped on today because we absolutely I agree with you. And it's it's so overwhelming. And yet I think that the thing too is that when we have conversations like this i feel like people do find middle ground and i i want to have more of those because i think if you just yeah. 
or on social media. It's so polarizing. You yeah, know? that's why I started my podcast. Like I started my podcast because I was like, I kept posting stuff on Facebook and I was like, I keep getting into arguments. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start a podcast and my podcast isn't super political, but I'm like, but I know if you guys hear my voice, you'll feel differently than if you're just reading my words. So I'm like, so let's, let's start a conversation this way. Maybe. What is your podcast, Ronald? Where do we- oh, I'm glad. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, of I- course you can always <laughs> promote on my show. What's your, what's your podcast? Where do people? Uh, I have I have two. You guys should check them both out. The okay. first one is called Time Well Spent. That's more of a narrative podcast where I take uh, very relatable stories and stuff and kind of tease out the lessons to the audience. A very good show, Time Well Spent. And the second one's called Leaving the Theater. Uh, Leaving the Theater is a movie review podcast. Lately, it's been on the couch. But uh, I actually review the movies as I'm walking out of the theater. Um, so again, lately, it's been on the couch. But still a great show if you're into pop culture movies tv shows i review all of those on there ronald you're amazing everyone's obsessed with your voice too um people said they they could listen to you all day um ronald we love you thank you so much for hopping on today Thank you so much You'll for having me. You'll be back me. again. We love him. Of course, Andre is our uh, other, you know, he's a big male listener. He says, I'm not really loving him. I want all of you ladies to my own self. Well, Andre, sorry, Andre, sorry. You had to share. Andre, you need to be on this show because we need to talk relationships with you. I mean, you're completely like a lady slayer. So I need all of your tips and tricks. Anyway, you guys, love you. Back all week. I'll have some guests to announce too later on this week. Brand new podcast tomorrow. If you get a chance today, head to my iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave me a review. Tell me what you love about the podcast and subscribe. Oh my God, I love our guests today. Stephanie and Ronald. Amazing. Check out their podcast. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye, everybody.